This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. It's 20 minutes past the hour. You're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilkham. Father Tim Beeren is here with us for this next segment called Prayerfully Yours. Almost every day we receive prayer requests asking for prayers for those closest to us. We hold these needs close in prayer at RPR. We're going to share a few of these prayer requests now, and we invite all of you who are listening to join in a prayer specifically for the intentions. Here are our intentions for today. Father Buren. As always, we remember that we're in the holy presence of God as we offer up all of these intentions. First of all, for God's perfect will to be done for Dalton and Erica that she knows the joy of conceiving and carrying a healthy baby to term, that their struggles to become parents are relieved and replaced by the joy of becoming parents of a child in Christ. So, loving God and Father, hold out your hand over Dalton and Erica and relieve any anxieties or tensions at this time. We pray for Joel's and Caesar's health. They are struggling financially. They are barely making ends meet. Please place them before the Blessed Sacrament for Sue and her intentions, specifically with medical testing, to alleviate any cares or concerns, and to bless the doctors and the nurses and those who will minister to to Sue in her care. We'd like to pray for baby Mora, who is on her way to Boston for a procedure to bless the doctors and the nurses, but to also help mom and dad to not be anxious as baby Mora is operated on. And so for Dalton and Erica, for Joel and Caesar, for Sue, for Mora and her parents. We offer them up as well as those intentions that we hold in the silence of our own hearts. God, our Heavenly Father, hear these intentions. Respond to them in your way. May we trust you who are the way, the truth, and the life as we make our prayer in the name of Jesus, who is Lord forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thanks for taking the time to pray with us for these RPR family members and their needs. If you have a specific intention you'd like prayed for, please visit our website, yourcatholicradiostation.com. Again, that's yourcatholicradiostation.com. Submit it under prayer requests at the top of the page. You can also submit an intention on our app. Simply click on prayer requests on the main screen. Well, stay tuned for Straight Talk, where you can call and ask your questions on the Catholic faith. Father Tim Buren is ready and waiting for your question. You can even call right now at 877-795-0122. Again, that number, 877-795-0122, to ask your question of Father Tim Buren. He is ready willing and able, quite able. You are listening then to Real Presence Live. I am Father Tim Buren. And I'm Matt Wilkham. We're coming to you live from St. Charles Borromeo in St. Charles, Minnesota. If you're having a difficult day or need some support, log on to yourcatholicradiostation.com and click on prayer requests. From here, we invite you to send us your prayer needs so we can pray specifically for those intentions. And if you have time, scroll down on the homepage to personally pray for the needs of other members of the RPR family. Visit yourcatholicradiostation.com and click on prayer requests. You can also send intentions to us from the main screen of our app. We're blessed to be able to join you in prayer. Thanks for listening to Real Presence Radio. Steve Splonskowski here, Executive Director for the RPR Network. I hope your day is a little better and your burdens are made a little lighter by the message you are hearing. 
please tell others about Real Presence Radio and invite them to listen. If you've been listening for a while, please consider joining the family and offering your support. Our goal is to change lives by bringing others closer to Christ. And together, we are changing the world. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. This is Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilcom, Communications Director for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. And we are coming to you from said diocese at the Church of St. Charles Borromeo in St. Charles, Minnesota. And I'm here with the pastor of St. Charles Borromeo Church, Father Tim Buren. We're just happy to be with you here this morning. Coming up on our Straight Talk segment where you can call in and ask Father Tim Buren anything about the Catholic faith that you'd like at 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. Or you can go on the RPR Facebook page and you can ask the question that way. If you don't want to go on the air live, you can certainly type your question on the Facebook page. There's a post there for you to do that. And we will get to that as well. Matt, I'm always nervous when we allow people to do that because I am always nervous that my mom is either going to call in or or my dad is going to send something on social media and they're going to try to trick me up if anybody will. You know, they're always challenging me on some aspect of the faith. Uh, they're very, very good parents and very, very Catholic, but it's, it's always fun to... Uh, have discussions with them about different topics. Yeah, but you're good for it. Oh, God bless. I mean, you're able, very able to um, answer anything about the Catholic faith. Here's a question for you. I'm going to pose something to you. And that's this is something coming from my 10-year-old okay. recently. Um, I'm going to get this in before our Straight Talk segment even begins, in case I don't have time to ask it before, after okay. it begins. But my son was asking recently if... If we can do a, a vigil for Sunday, um, can we do a vigil for other days as well? And like, how does that vigil, how is it that, I guess his question was more specifically, how is it that we can fulfill our Sunday obligation through a Saturday vigil, um, but yet but yet not other days? But I think, I think we can, right? Do it. We can for certain, absolutely. So for certain holy days, of course, we can have the vigil. And in fact, the missile that the priest uh, uses uh, during the holy sacrifice of the mass, um, in many cases, if not most cases, does allow for a vigil set of the prayers along with the actual day feast. I think sometimes we get confused, though, because as an example, um, some people wrongly think, and I apologize to all of those that are listening that I'm going to scandalize with this, but Ash Wednesday is not a holy day of obligation. Why do we go? Because we do want to get set on the right track. That's one of the reasons why you don't have, as an example, on Ash Wednesday, you can't have a vigil on Tuesday. That just absolutely does not work. Okay. Um, so, uh, so there m- might be certain cases where you would not have a vigil, but that's in uh, very limited cases. Um, I'm not exactly sure of the history of why we have vigils, however, on Saturday nights uh, for this Sunday Mass. I do know that they have to start after uh, 4 o'clock, whether that's sundown technically or not. That's something that I'm not um, completely... Uh, uh, you know, in tune as well too. But uh, 
It reminds me, uh, you know Father Ahrens, who is our Director of Liturgy for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. He certainly would know all of this information. So just email. A, just a little hint there, you know. P. Ahrens <laughs> at dowr.org with all your liturgical questions. Right. But that's a very good question, though. Sadly, though, I'll go to a wedding and, you know, I'll hear from people that'll say, Father, does this count? You know, they'll use that language and... I'm going to tell you listeners, it does hurt us priests when we hear that because it's like we're trying to, you know, to loosen the obligation that we have. And uh, so when somebody actually has to ask whether or not this counts, uh, instead of asking that question, why don't we give just a little bit more of our time in worship? Right. I like, I love the Eastern tradition of like priests taking off their watch for the liturgy because it's a way that I think is we can we can really bring it home that we're stepping outside of time in this. We're on and, God's time. And so we shouldn't be watching our own clocks. Amen to that. And and figuring out, oh, does this count? What, what, what time is it? Or what we should be focusing more on the relationship that we have with the Lord Jesus. And if we're counting time, then maybe we're then we have to ask ourselves, where, where is my relationship with God? Where is my relationship with the Lord Jesus? Is he truly Lord? Well, right now. That is the sound, isn't it, Matt? Right now, the production assistant is the Lord of the clock here, and so that is the sound of straight talk, where you can call in and ask anything of the, about the Catholic faith to Father Tim Buren, when you call 877-795-0122, again, 877-795-0122, I think we have a question in studio here of our own <laughs> It's RPR. really not a question. This is Michael Goldsmith, uh, listener coordinator for the area. Last time we were here, Father, we were right before the Collar Classic, if you recall. I do recall, yes. And you made... A bet with I me. did, and I think I won that <laughs> you bet. You did win. Yes. The priest won. <laughs> so I'm just taking a few seconds, and I'm, and I'm fulfilling my obligation of the bet and paying it off. Here is your rosary, oh, and you God can bless you. It's from it's from Jerusalem with oh. the with the uh, with the beads with the uh, olive wood, and uh, it's not blessed, so you can bless it and give it to somebody that you think uh, could use that. So. Oh. So there you go. Look at so. all those tones of brown. <laughs> I have to admit, I was being very prideful when I said the priests were going to be winning. Well, and so. they did. <laughs> so I, I just wanted to, to interject that before you guys got started oh. in here and, and fulfill my obligation. So thank you, I, Michael. I give it back to you, oh, Father. God bless. Now, <laughs> for those who are not familiar with this game, can you explain? Well, it's a game uh, that is in the Diocese of Fargo that has a um, just they do this every year and I don't recall how many years they've been doing it but it's a wonderful uh, fraternity time and and uh, so they get the priests against the seminarians and I believe this is one of the few times the priest actually pulled it off so uh, we had seminarians that um, pardon me the um, the uh, anyway it's neither here nor there it's time to move on sure <laughs> hey Oh, the series is tied at 12-12, Eli tells us. Ah, very good. Well, there we go. Oh, so even. God bless you priests and seminarians. Keep it real. Yeah. I remember when I was in seminary in minor sem, we had what was called the Viani Cup. And so it was a football game, a flag football game between those of us minor seminarians who were willing to 
try to beat the major seminarians. And I say that because it was almost always the major seminarians who who really took it to us. And so <laughs> I think I may have seen us win maybe one time in my four years there. Yeah, but those, those my things. athletic ability is uh, almost none. I actually am a musician, and the funny part is they still do the uh, University of St. Mary of the Lake in Mundelein, uh, Illinois, the Mundelein Seminary Classic, where they get the seminarians from all over uh, the area, really the Midwest, to come to that classic. And when they started it, I was still a seminarian, and I actually was the one that started the uh, pep band. So that's my, that's my athletic ability, uh, being in the pep band. Okay. Well, the next thing I was going to mention is that my, my dream as communications director for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester here, mm-hmm. is to actually implement one of my dreams. I don't know if it'll ever come true, but is to have a softball game. Oh. Priests of one diocese versus priests from another diocese, perhaps. Perhaps Winona, Rochester versus Sioux Falls or, or you know, whatever. Um, I'd be happy to participate. Can I run the concession stand? Sure. We, we, we need that. We need, you know, money makes the world go round. I'll make the popcorn. So we, need, we need to pay for this somehow. Uh, but I think it would be a really great thing if we get enough priests on board and free uh, on maybe Father's Day. Uh, possibly. Uh, yeah. Possibly. Hey, that? folks, save us, will you? 877-795-0122 is the number to call in. 877-795-0122. I'm just, I'm just think, trying to think outside the box. Yeah, I, I love the, um, the, the, the friendly uh, uh, rivalries that, well, this is something that was kind of an outgrowth of the same type of thing in Kansas City, and then it moved to N- Nebraska. And so Omaha and Lincoln do this as well. So I think there's something here. And because it's been wildly successful down there. So um, just put it out there for all the priests. Whoever likes to play softball, get in contact with me and we'll see what we can do. And if softball doesn't work, might I suggest the... uh uh, you know the uh, the game that everybody likes, and that is, I think everybody likes because it's simple. Kickball. Oh yeah. Could you imagine that? Dodgeball. Dodgeball. Let's do <laughs> dodgeball. We have someone on the line to ask a question of Father Beeren. We have we're calling from the Mason City, Iowa area. Bonita, Bonita, Bonita. Welcome to Real Presence Live. What's your question for Father Beeren? Uh, thank you very much for taking my call and. Um, a couple weeks ago, at when we were at Mass, some individual from the Seventh-day Adventist Church came by and put letters underneath all of our uh, windshield wipers on all of our windshields, and uh, basically they're telling us that we're all going to go to hell. Every All of our practices are wrong, and uh, he proves it by quoting from the Bible. He had eight typewritten pages of all the things that we're doing wrong. When we call our priest father and our pope father, that's blasphemy. And it was, it, it, we know that it's not true, but it was, it's very upsetting. It certainly would be very upsetting, Benita, especially um, coming from another church within the community. And uh, I wonder if it's likely that one of their parishioners took it upon themselves and this was not something that was implemented by the pastor or the staff. But regardless, it still is unsettling. And thankfully, Benita, you acknowledge that you know better than that. But still, nevertheless, when things like that happen, it can certainly upset us. And when we're frustrated with something like that, we can project our anger. But ultimately, I think 
think the best result here is to actually pray for them, to pray for the Seventh-day Adventist church uh, in that community and to pray for this individual who took it upon himself. Now, again, just you know, looking at the bigger picture, I think all of us desire heaven. Obviously, we we des- for those of us that are believers, and we desire people to get to heaven. Uh, this certainly is not the uh, way to go about. However, uh, you know, by threatening or acknowledging that certain people are are going to be going to hell because of practices. You know, uh, people we don't have the uh, market on who is going to heaven or who is going to hell. We have to live our lives accordingly. And so, um, the Seventh Day Adventist Church or any other membership or leader certainly does not have, you know, uh, quote unquote, the market of, of, of acknowledging, you know, the membership of, of heaven or membership of hell. So it's, it's an unfortunate situation, Benita. Did you um, uh, bring this, uh, is your local pastor involved in this? Was there any discussion at the leadership level of your council there? Uh, not to my knowledge. I know that it has happened in one of the churches in uh, Clear Lake in the past few years, too, so uh, it's something, and they had called the police because realistically, it's illegal for them, they're on private property, and they should not be posting messages on our cars, you know? You know, I worked in the past with a Seventh-day Adventist pastor when I was in Mankato. He was a volunteer along with several of us on the police department that served as chaplains, and he certainly was not of this, you know, ilk. He did not respond in this way. Was was rather, you know, pastoral. So this is um, an unfortunate situation, again, that uh, for whatever reason, somebody took it upon themselves. And, and as you have said, this has happened in other places as well. And certainly that has happened. You know, there's this famous chick publication that has been out for a long time in which there are these comic strip little booklets that are um, placed uh, in places such as restrooms, or they might be placed in a restaurant, or they might be placed, um, you know, in, in on a car windshield, as an example. And I, I want to firmly believe that those who are doing that, even though it is wrong, um, do have the heart and the love of Jesus and do have a desire. Also, to piggyback on that, Bonita, what you were father, saying, Father Barron, about the Jack Chick uh, tracks. I think they're called tracks. <laughs> Back a few number of years ago, uh, about 25 years ago, maybe, uh, in Southern California, uh, there was someone who leafleted, who put all these different tracks on cars in the parking lot of a Catholic church while people were in mass, all these Jack Chick tracks. One of the people who happened to be at that mass was a man by the name of Carl Keating. He took one of those tracks home, and he decided to write a defense of the Catholic faith from that. And from that, that single track that he wrote in, in, in re, re, what would you say, rebuffing that Jack Chick track came the Apostolate of Catholic Answers. And we can see how much good that has done over the years. And so even in a difficult situation like this, God can still bring good out of it. So I would encourage you, Bonita, to pray about the situation. And it is very unfortunate, but, uh, but God, can, God can do wonderful things even in a, a tough situation like this. So thank you, Bonita, for calling Real Presence Live. And Bonita, again, thank you also for acknowledging um, how they were 
you know, using scripture to quote unquote attack the Catholic Church, let's uh, offer up a prayer of gratitude to all of those monks from the Catholic Church that made sure that we had the Bible. So right. whenever somebody does that, I just I think you know, and I, I don't mean to be you know coy with this. Uh, it is just an unfortunate misunderstanding. So certainly, let's pray for those people. Indeed. Thanks, Benita. Have a blessed day. Uh, we have another caller here on Real Presence Live, the Straight Talk segment, where you can call in and ask Father Tim Buren anything about the Catholic faith that you'd like. The phone number to call, 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122 to ask your question of Father Tim Buren here on Real Presence Live. We have on the phone Liz from Bismarck. Liz, thank you so much for calling. And what's your question for Father Tim Buren? Hi, thank you. Um my question is, um, I know that overall Jesus has won the war against the devil, um, but when something bad happens, like say a murder, something that is coming from sin, does that mean that the devil has won in that situation? Or um, does the devil never, never win since Jesus ultimately has overcome death? Thanks, Liz, for that question, and it, it is a, a great question to ask because that is a common question that I do uh, believe is on the hearts of a lot of people because we might live very faithful lives, and if something very tragic happens, something unexpected happens, uh, to question, you know, where is God in all of this, and then to acknowledge as well, is this the devil winning, um, and does the devil never win, you know, as the follow-up question. So the reality is we find ourselves uh, placing ourselves in, in, in the loving arms of Jesus Christ, our Savior, and Jesus is certainly, certainly more powerful than evil. You know, I, I do recall um, several years ago, there was a woman that was one of those church women that was like the most active church women in the Catholic Church in one of our parishes in the diocese. And as she was leaving church one Sunday, uh, she tripped and fell down the stairs. And sadly, as a result of this horrific accident, she ended up passing away. And at the funeral, people didn't know what to say to her family. You know, how do you respond to such a tragic thing? You know, um, why would God allow this to happen? Or why, why uh, did this event happen? You know, uh, and the reality is people wrongly were saying things like, you know, God wanted her more, or um, this is what God desired. And the sad part is we can't answer in that regard because of that mystery of life, death, and resurrection. But I do know that God is not in the business of pushing down faithful people down the stairs. You know, and so sadly, these tragedies happen, you know, car accidents and murders and and where sin is involved even. So the murder example that you gave and the, the challenge that is there is that. Uh, you know, that murder that has taken place. And yes, there is certainly evil. The devil is certainly present there. But remember that soul then has the opportunity to go to everlasting life. So ultimately, even though that life may have been taken, Jesus is still in control. Uh, Jesus is the one that gets the last word because death, if we are believers, does not have the last word. We believe that we are resurrection people. And Father Mirans, you're saying that grace is always available no matter what. 
no matter what. Grace is always available, and we have to trust in that, and, and that is our faith. So if we've noticed that when we have difficult situations that arise, and, and we might find ourselves in a situation such as this, you know, questioning, you know, is this the devil involved in this or what's going on with all of that? Um, and when we get through that difficult situation and we look back, we can really see how Jesus has led us through that turmoil and how other people have surrounded us. So it really brings out the best in other people during some of these very, very uh, bad situations when they happen. So um, so the Lord, um, again, is more powerful through other people, and, and other people are being used by the Lord to, to be an instrument of God's grace to reach out to those in these situations. I saw a quote from Mother Teresa recently, Father. I'm paraphrasing, but it's essentially uh, Liz talking about how when pain and suffering and sorrow come into your life, people can you know, rightly question, is, is Jesus there? Is, is he even present in those moments? And because, Mother Teresa says, because Jesus suffered and went, underwent sorrow and pain, when he offers that to us, he is so close to us, closer than we even know, because he's so close that he can, it's like him reaching down and kissing us. That's how close he is to us when we suffer, because he's offering us a share in his suffering. Liz, I want to remind you as well as the listeners that Jesus is, again, indeed, obviously, it almost seems like a given, but it's necessary to remind all of us that when we get into these situations, when we question, when we doubt, you know, uh, remember to invoke the name of Jesus. Just simply saying the name of Jesus is more powerful than anything. Invoking the name of Jesus or using the mantra from the divine mercy image, Jesus, I trust in you. Um, sometimes we get into a situation where we, we can't pray. You know, we're so overcome by whatever is going on. But if we can just find ourselves simply saying, Jesus, Jesus, you know, we'll find ourselves being able to move through that difficult time. The devil will never win. The devil will never win. What does it mean, Father, that Jesus has already won the victory. What are the implications of that? Well, the implications is because he was victorious over sin and death by his very death on the cross, that he has unlocked the gates to heaven and that we have the opportunity to get to heaven. And so on this journey, again, salvation is possible for all of us. And we have a responsibility to live out that faith. And and as we do so, that we are on that journey uh, to one day be received into the everlasting arms of a heavenly father and grace will get us there. Now, in the meantime, the evil one, he's mad. He doesn't like the fact that he's already lost. And so he's going to wreak as much havoc as he can. Yeah, he's going to look for a way in. And uh, that's the reality that we always have to be on our toes and be ready. Absolutely. Thank you again, Liz from Bismarck, for calling in on Straight Talk here on Real Presence Live. The number to call, 877-795-0122. To speak with Father Tim Beard about anything regarding the Catholic faith that you'd like to talk to him about, you have a question, a comment that you'd like him to kind of riff on a little bit, call 877-795-0122. And we have a listener question from our Facebook page. This is Marie from Grand Forks, who says, there's a shrine to Our Lady in Champion, Wisconsin, that being Our Lady of Good Help. She appeared in the 1850s to Sister Adele. It's been approved by the Green Bay Diocese, but uh, Marie doesn't know if it was approved by the larger, wider church. And why has she not heard anything regarding this shrine? Because she hears about the one in La Crosse, Wisconsin, um, uh, quite a bit. 
Yeah, this is actually the only uh, one that has been approved in the United States by the Holy See. So this goes all the way to Rome, and that approval has taken place. You know, they have um, reached out, of course, to other dioceses to get the word out that, indeed, pilgrims can uh, can uh, visit there and uh, pray there, celebrate the Eucharist there. You know, Matt, I kind of wonder sometimes, um, you know, with Our Lady, her ultimate uh, mission was, of course, to bring Jesus Christ into to the world. So I wonder if this um, listener, Marie from Grand Forks, is not hearing some of these reports, but yet she still has that relationship with Jesus and the Eucharist is still the, you know, the, the focus in her life. And, and that's where Mary would be with all of this, is that we, again, focus on Jesus Christ and the Blessed Sacrament, that she is orientated towards the Lord, that she is faithful um, to our Heavenly Father through the angel Gabriel from the very beginning, because this is all part of God's plan. Um, now, Marie, here in um, southeast Minnesota, we certainly do hear about this particular um, and in fact, we do have uh, different parishes in our diocese that do visit Matt. Is that correct? That they go to both the Lacrosse Shrine, um, which is a shrine, but it's again not a Marian apparition shrine. There's a beautiful story behind all of that. Certainly a well worth place to visit, to pray, to attend. Um, but a lot of times people will visit there along with the one in um, Champion. So. Absolutely. Uh, about a year and a half ago, my wife and I, we actually led a pilgrimage from. Omaha from the Midlands. We had about 50 people on a coach bus that came through this area first and then visited the different shrines in Wisconsin. We ended up at the Cathedral of St. Paul. But the real centerpiece of that was the shrine in Champion because it is thus far the only church approved Marian apparition site in this country. And I would just maybe offer a couple of different reasons perhaps why it's not more well known. Uh, for one, the message is, it's beautiful, but it is comparatively simple, you know, when you compare it to maybe the more dramatic things that have been said or done uh, by Our Lady at places like Fatima or Lourdes. Uh, however, there have been miraculous things that have gone on uh, with the Sister Adele back in the 1850s, that around the time of the Peshtigo fire, this miraculous event happened where they were surrounded by this huge blaze, this Peshtigo fire that, that killed, I think, even more people than any other fire in, in, in uh, our country's history, at least up until that time. And so they huddled in this chapel and they prayed that Our Lady would protect them, and that's exactly what happened. Everything around that church building, that shrine building, was charred. It went right up to, they say, the fence post and then stopped. Amazing. I mean, inexplicable. And so there was this miraculous happening at that time. But then also, I think it was perhaps overshadowed by the Great Chicago Fire, which happened at the same time, which everyone knows about. But not not, not everybody knows about the Peshtigo Fire. So that, that might be a, a, another reason why it's not quite as well known. Very possible. And of course, you know, we know more than national um, shrines that are visited by 
you know, tens of thousands of people such as Our Lady of Lourdes, Our Lady of Fatima, Our Lady of Guadalupe down in Mexico City. Um, you know, so I, I do uh, predict that over time this will become a, certainly a, a very popular pilgrimage site uh, for people to go to. But uh, you can find, uh, listeners, you can find information on the shrine by just uh, going on your website to Shrine of Our Lady of goodhelp.com again it's shrine of our lady of goodhelp.com i'm sure we'll put that on social media so you can again get the link for that as well on the rpr facebook page uh, absolutely I, I love part of the message of our lady of good help was just to teach the kids their catechism i mean it's just something so simple and yet that was being neglected back in the mid-19th century in that part of the country because, I think partly because it was so difficult of, a, of, of, of just making a, a, a go of it. Mm-hmm. If you're a pioneer in that time, you had a rough life. Certainly and so certain things were being neglected, but Our Lady did not want their, their children to go without learning their catechism and their prayers. So it's a beautiful, simple yet beautiful message. Absolutely. 877, folks, 877-795-0122 is the call-in number. You can also leave a message on Facebook, 877-795-0122. Matt, this past uh, fall, I did go for the first time to Our Lady of Fatima, uh, to to the shrine there, and also to to Lourdes, to the shrine there as well, and I was completely blown away. Just really, uh, really, uh, my heart was touched in a profound way as... Uh, it's, you know, my bucket list to be able to get there. I certainly want to get there again, though. Uh, brought my sister with, and I know that she had a, a miraculous healing that took place um, at Lourdes. Really? So, uh, a beautiful. And in fact, what's so beautiful about that, we had actually gone to Lourdes at the beginning of the pilgrimage, and then we were on pilgrimage for 12 additional days. And she did not want to share initially that she had this healing take place because she, like many of us, um, begin to question or, or doubt, you know, is this a possibility? Did did I get healed by our Heavenly Father, you know, through this, this um, moment? And so she did share with me just a couple of days before we had left the entire pilgrimage what had happened. And it's kind of personal, but I'm very grateful that she had that profound experience. Wow, that's amazing. I think it's been over 70 Approved miracles, medically verified, that have come out of the Lord experience. Medically verified. And you can visit one of the museums there where they have pictures of those that have been verified. But uh, in addition to those that have been verified, imagine the countless people such as my sister that had their own personal experience. Again, that they truly believe that this happened. Absolutely. You're listening to... Real Presence Live, this is the Straight Talk segment. We've got about five minutes or so left here in this segment where you can call in and ask Father Tim Buren anything you'd like regarding the Catholic faith. Call in right now, 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122 or our RPR Facebook page. You can ask the question via the wonder of the internets. The Internet, as the kids like to say. Again, uh, if you'd like to call in, 877-795-0122. I'm Matt Wilkham, along with Father Tim Buren, here on Real Presence Live, about 54 minutes past the hour. We have just a, a few minutes left here on Straight Talk. And um, we have, uh, as we were just talking about different Marian shrines, I have never been to Lourdes or Fatima, but I, I did have the, the pleasure of going uh, a few years ago to Jasnagora to the shrine at Czestochowa in Poland. And that was quite an amazing 
amazing thing to see the wall of crutches and different mementos that people have left as a result of miraculous healings that have taken place at that shrine or as a result of prayers to Our Lady of Chestahova. So it's, uh, you know, different countries have their own, their own thing, or, uh, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's universal that Our Lady cares about her children and that she considers each and every one of us Christians as her spiritual son or daughter. You know, I'd like to encourage our listeners to consider getting together with some of your friends and, you know, looking at, at putting together these pilgrimages. There are indeed, you know, companies that you can go through within uh, the area, but to take a pilgrimage, again, to come to the the shrine at both Champion and then and then while you're in the state of Wisconsin to, of course, then visit also the Our Lady Guadalupe Shrine in La Crosse. Uh, that in itself, uh, you know, which I've been to many times, has a beautiful story uh, with Cardinal uh, Raymond Burke, who uh, was the bishop at the time when that was built. And initially, I do believe, uh, Matt, he wanted to name uh, the shrine after, I believe it was Our Lady of Fatima, but don't quote me. But when he had this prayerful conversion and an understanding that there was this desire of Our Lady uh, to have it named after Our Lady of Guadalupe because of the patroness of the Americas, patroness of the the unborn, uh, certainly there was uh, this uh, plethora, if you will, of, of financial assistance that came in, and it is unbelievable how beautiful that shrine is. Absolutely. Again, the number to call, 877-795-0122 to talk to Father Tim Buren. Just a couple minutes left on our Straight Talk segment. And Father, just getting back to the Our Lady of Guadalupe Shrine in La Crosse, I was a seminarian for then Bishop Burke a number of years ago, and I had the pleasure privilege of chauffeuring him to an event in Stevens Point, Wisconsin, where it was a fundraiser for Catholic Radio, actually. Deacon Bill Steltemeyer of Happy Memory was the the keynote speaker there. But uh, I remember Bishop Burke talking uh, then about, I think it was back in 1999, he was talking to me about this, the plans for this Our Lady of Guadalupe Shrine. And I could kind of picture it, but I didn't really know. I don't think he even had a, a site selected yet. It was in early, early planning stages, but it was definitely, you could tell, something that was firmly planted in his heart, and it was not going away, no matter what anybody said. And we've seen incredible fruit come from his yes to Our Lady to respond to help those also who in this country are unable to go to the shrine in Mexico City for whatever reason. Very, very helpful. Again, call 877-795-0122 to talk to Father Tim Buren. Just a couple minutes left on Straight Talk. We have... Uh well, I got to tell you, Matt, this is uh, a little unknown fact about me, and I share this very humbly, but uh, at the time that I was ordained a transitional deacon here in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, we did not have a bishop at the time, so our administrator called over to the Diocese of La Crosse, and so I was actually um, ordained a transitional deacon by now His Eminence. Um, so, oh, wow, uh, what, yeah, a, what a privilege. Absolutely. So, um, And uh, I've been able to see him several times since then, and I remind him that I'm his favorite one that he ordained in the Diocese <laughs> right. of Winona, Rochester. Because I'm the only one. So Nobody <laughs> else has had that privilege. Yeah, there you go. That's fantastic. Oh, man. Well, thank you so much, all who called in to our Straight Talk segment. Reminder that this segment is on at 9.30 Central Time every Monday through Friday. Up next, how a special book is helping those who have experienced the loss of a child through miscarriage and stillbirth. And later in the show, the beauty behind new Bible study, a Bible study, that is, that seeks to raise up disciples of Jesus. 
And of course, we're talking about Seeking Truth with Sharon Doran, a fantastic new show here on the RPR Network. We're broadcasting live from St. Charles Borromeo Parish in St. Charles, Minnesota. I'm Matt Wilkham. I'm Father Tim Beer, and stay tuned for the second hour of Real Presence Live. Real Presence Live.